Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello on this 3rd of November. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about the day in markets and finance and business and startups. What else, Scotty? What else do we need to know about today? Crypto, Commonwealth Bank. Yeah. Uh, what else do we need to know about today? Uh, Tara had a big splat. Uh, US futures are down marginally heading into the European Open and, of course, the Federal Reserve meeting tonight. Okay, so you've given us lots of fodder there. I will say, though, that the XJO finished up by close to 1%, 7,393, outperforming the rest of the region. Um, I guess um, making up a little bit of ground from yesterday and off the coattails of that yet again record-breaking US session. Yeah, Cheaper Aussie dollar probably also helped a little bit. There's also a bit of a diminishing concern about rate hikes from the RBA in the marketplace, so that might have been a factor as well. But uh, yeah, we've been hit pretty hard in our recent sessions, so a bit of a bounce. Now, Stake in the day told us that uh, Westpac has been bought on the dip. It finished flat, but otherwise some pretty strong performances coming through from the big banks. ANZ up by 2.5%, the only big bank that we're waiting for. To get these full-year results is NAB. That comes next week. And we will be speaking with Ross McEwen in the wake of that. So it'll be good to get some color around NAB, considering what we know about the rest of the big four. Uh, elsewhere, Scuddy, we have the materials space doing okay today. Um, no big complaints, as far as I can see. In terms of price overall, uh, the sector up by about 1.5%, with Cobra doing well, New Farm Mineral Resources. Um, what happened in China today? Some big bounce in uh, in coal futures. Uh, I think when I last looked, uh, I think it was coking coal was up over eleven percent, but uh, barely registered. Can I just say Whitehaven Coal, yeah, up by four percent. Yeah, the uh, the uh, the bounce barely registers on the daily chart, though. It's been uh, nothing but one way traffic, so a few a uh, few uh, increasing margin fees there. The exchange might be responsible for a bit of uh, profit taking taking place in that particular marketplace, but not the anywhere near bigger bounce in iron ore. It's uh, off the lows that we saw yesterday, but uh, interesting price action. So uh, the miners were very reluctant to be sold off aggressively, despite the big. Big declines we've seen in futures and spot markets, and quick to buy mm-hmm. when there's even a modest bounce. So it tells me that I uh, know sentiment is still pretty bullish towards those uh, those big miners. Whether it's going to be justified longer term, we'll find out. I had a good chat with uh, Matthew Sherwood from Pinnacle Investment Management. You can actually access that interview via the show notes. He's ringing alarm bells over China. We got into it a bit. We also got into how that contributes to the inflationary picture globally. We talked a lot about central banks uh, and I got uh, some detail on why he thinks investors should be defensive. They should be playing defense, he said, in this environment. He sees a pretty challenging outlook for equities. 
I agree. We're wrong for the time being. What was the big concern about China? I know I've had my piece. Uh, everything. Property market, uh, the slowdown, the economic slowdown, the lack of stimulus. He does not see the Chinese government stepping in. Uh, he says a lot of um, the control around Taiwan, semiconductors, uh, and uh, the emphasis that's going to be placed on the renminbi. Mm. Um, by Chinese authorities. Yeah, well, there'll be a weakening because, uh, you know, it's really interesting what's going on there at the moment. It's really difficult to go and generate uh, inflation at the consumer level. Uh, yeah. and, and not exactly identical situation, but those who've been around the markets for a little while remember the, uh, the shock devaluation, which wasn't a devaluation according to PBOC back in 2015. And that sparked a big bout of turbulence across all types of asset classes mm-hmm. uh, when suddenly we walked in one day and they went and uh, devalued the, uh, the, the Wenminbi by 2% against the, uh, the Greenback. So... Similar scenario. Watch this space. Yeah. So uh, clearly you need to catch up on that interview as well, Scotty. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh, Now, crypto, you mentioned CBA. So it announced this morning that it will offer crypto services to its customers. Uh, Look, CBA was the biggest contributor to the market in terms of index weight. I don't think it's just because of this crypto story, but I did have a chat with Carolyn Bowler from BTC Markets earlier. She said, look, the devil will be in the detail because we actually don't have a lot of color around this product and the demographics think about it but is cba playing catch up i mean the the horse has bolted in many ways but she was pretty juiced in general about uh the the attitude towards crypto and the strides i think she said that had been made in just the past couple of weeks in terms of crypto becoming more mainstream in australia that interview is also available via your show notes and i think you should listen to it scuddy yeah, all right, I will. Okay. But what happened what to being decentralized since everything's becoming really centralized in the crypto space? Well, I don't know if that's what you'd call centralization. It is Commonwealth Bank, in my opinion, getting on the bandwagon. Yeah, but it's still, it's like financial system. <laughs> anyway, we digress. And in case you need more crypto, we've got Carl Capralingo talking about Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Polkadot, never heard of that one, Terra, Luna, Avalanche, Polygon. There's an interview I've got to go listen to. Yeah. <laughs> I see some, uh, I spent a long time looking at uh, currency crosses and I, uh, I must chuckle when I see some of the, uh, the, the crypto crosses against. Well, other. feel sorry for those squid game crypto losers. Oh, I don't feel sorry for them. Yeah. You reap what you sow. You want to go and gamble. This is what happens. Well, some, some would fundamentally disagree with you that all crypto is gambling, but the squid game ones, come on, people. Hey, it's a game. Hey. Anyone who's watched that show knows it's a game. Oh, boy. Pretty bloody game, too, at times. Okay, so that's a little bit of a foreshadowing of what happened. I mean, there's lots of interviews on the website, obviously. Um, but sticking with the crypto theme, uh, I spoke with Angus Geddes from Fat Profit. He admits that crypto, Bitcoin, has stolen a bit of the shine from gold as an inflation hedge. But he's, he's a bit contrarian. He thinks that we could see a real run-up in gold, not only gold, but um, right across the precious metals as we head toward the end of the year. So that's where he's putting his money and he um, he's f- looks on the uh, Australian gold miners pretty favorably as well. Mm-hmm. Now, um, what would you write about today in The View? What did I write about? Oh, yeah. Um, 
Yeah. Migration. Migration. No, I've talked about it on occasion in different sense. And uh, I said it's going to be one of those uh, burning election issues uh, when it comes to you know, what happens next year when the federal election's held. But uh, it's going to be really important as well when it comes to, uh, it looks like, monetary policy settings. Because uh, we heard yesterday from the RBA governor talking about the parameters for the forecasts that are being issued and uh, what some of the uh, outliers could be. And no one knows what's going to happen when it comes to migratory flows. But we know prior to the pandemic, migration was very strong. Mm-hmm. Lots of job creation was going in place. Uh, the unemployment rate wasn't super low, but it uh, wasn't super high as well, but just didn't generate any wage growth whatsoever. So we've got a situation now where the unemployment rate seems to be falling much quicker than before, uh, which suggests that we might go and see a quick pickup in wage growth. But then if we go and have inbound migration pick up again, maybe we won't get it. So it's one of those things to me, you know, if you're looking for a forward indicator as to what's likely to go and take place when it comes to wage pressures and inflationary pressures and what the RBA does, uh, watch the uh, overseas arrivals and, uh, and departures and numbers each month because I reckon that's going to give you a bit of a sense as to how many people are coming in potentially filling those jobs that are on offer. It's huge. I mean, it's just in the hospitality space, I've got some couple of anecdotes, but the most recent one is uh, the canteen at my child's school usually has sushi Wednesdays. And it's actually one of the little local sushi shops that puts them together and brings it to the school. You've got to order a few days in advance, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. There's no longer sushi at her school because the sushi maker can't find people to work in his kitchen. And so labor shortages stopping the poor children from having sushi at their canteen. The children. You, you must got a pretty, Can you imagine pretty, children having sushi in a canteen? Pretty, I mean, pretty fancy school your kids go to. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Public school, in fact. Yeah. It's these kids these days. They, You'll know they eat sushi like it's, I don't know, potato chips or something. Yeah. Anywho, uh, that's my anecdote of the day. Eclipse Group. Oh, sorry, what were you going to say? Oh, no, it's just uh, it's it's everywhere. Um, okay. I, I, I laugh sometimes. We go out to dinner and everything else and you go and ask them, oh, yeah, do I get like a little bit knocked off my bill if I go do my dishes? Because yeah, they're yeah. <laughs> so short staff. I feel for them uh, and hopefully we're going to go and rectify it. But good to see so many people supporting those businesses at the moment. Yeah. Now, Eclipse Group, what I was going to say is uh, one of those out-of-cycle reporters that's how you can say it. Full year report coming today, regardless. Uh, revenue at $648.1 million. Full year net profit more than quadrupling. It was the stock of the day. Kashi spoke with Henry Jennings from Marcus Today and Andrew Whiteland from DP Wealth Advisory about ECX. The result was good. Eclipse as a stock has been going pretty well. This, this, I have to say, is still a sector that is ripe for consolidation. The result's good. Uh, the market likes it. It's a good market for Eclipse. I think this one will keep going. If you owned it, you'd hold it. If hold you're coming yep. new to it, maybe uh, maybe wait for a little pullback on some profit taking on Friday, perhaps. I agree with Henry. Probably the only thing that I would be mindful of, though, is uh, well, certainly rising interest rates are potentially rising bond yields are potentially an issue for them. If you could buy it on a on a little pullback back around sort of the two forties, two fifties, I'd be uh, quite comfortable in doing that. But it's certainly ticking all the right boxes, and in the context of that M and A point that Henry quite rightly made, uh, it is certainly a target. So that's Eclipse Group. And if you want to know if it made it into the portfolio, you're going to have to listen to the podcast or watch the catch up online not ketchup tomato sauce but ketchup online oh god (laughs) mother's joke anyway go on uh tonight u.s fed jay powell what are we it's gonna be a taper Mm -hmm. announcement 
Um, is there anything that could cause a taper tantrum, cause some sort of like real upset? Because boy, the Fed has been repeating the same thing for quite some time now. Uh, the pace of uh, potential rate hikes, I know they're doing their best to go and, and put a gap between when tapering is to end and when it starts raising uh, rates. That's one thing that the, uh, the timing will be very closely monitored. Language around uh, the inflation, is he going to show any more concern about what's going on in that space? And I reckon there is maybe a small risk that, uh, that tapering is done at a faster pace, particularly the uh, RMBS uh, it's clear that that is no longer required to go and support uh, those uh, those retail bond operators. Uh, so to me, that's where one risk could be that uh, they decide to go and taper equal amounts of both uh, Treasuries and RMBS, and uh, and see where that leads to. But I think it'll be very much by the book. Uh, there's no uh, no dots to go for people to fret over this account. So uh, we'll see what happens at the early hours of the morning. But uh, I'm not expecting there'll be any uh, any. Too much concern. No. All right. So that is what we'll be discussing uh, in the morning. We'll be speaking with Gennady Goldberg from TD Canada Trust, Brian Nick from Naveen. Uh, we've got Dan Deming joining us from KKM Financial and PGM. So we've got it covered in the morning for you people, what it means from here on in. Uh, now, tomorrow as well, uh, we'll be getting the details from CBA on crypto. So that'll happen in the morning. Um, we'll be speaking with um, yeah, a whole bunch of really great guests throughout the day. We'll check in with Reed Lenson from Kepler on the oil market. Of course, we've had OPEC today. OPEC is happening today. Uh, we also get the ADP jobs read today, which is, a, I guess, a, a light foreshadowing of uh, the non-farm payroll that comes later in the week. So, yeah, lots happening tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Also, if you have not yet registered for the ASX uh, Osbiz Biotech event called Biotech Unlocked, it's not too late to do so. You can do that via our website or just go to osbiz.co forward slash biotech and you can get yourself on that list. If you can't watch the event live, we totally understand. If you register, we always send it to you as catch-up so you can watch it on your own accord. Yeah, that's a good source. It is. And uh, I've got a little bit more work to do on that right now, Scotty. So can we call it a day? Let's call it a day. I've got to go get on the, uh, the website and uh, we'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. See ya. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.